Hey folks, welcome to Dangle Me This, episode four, hockey podcast. What's going on? Lance Roland, welcome back. Hey, hey. hey. How's it hanging? It's good. I think we're all kind of wiped out, so we need to get some energy for this. <laughs> yeah. The long week. It's not, it's not super newsworthy, so I feel like this one's going to be a quick, quick boy, but we'll see. Uh, we had some pretty decent hockey news. Uh, Kadri signing with the Flames for seven years, seven mil, mm-hmm. total 49. So had to land, hand, well, had to land somewhere. So I'm really surprised that Lou Lamorello just decided to oversleep the retirement home nap and just do nothing this free agency. I mean, what a letdown for the Islanders. Yeah, he said he couldn't move money, and I just think that's complete bullshit. Like, they have currently $11.1 million at the time of recording this cap space, albeit a few RFAs unsigned, like Kiefer Bellows, Dobson, and Romanov. But still, I mean, just, I feel like even free, like, trading Varlamov for whatever would have been a, probably enough money to get that done uh, with some space to, to, to spare. So, I don't know, Calgary obviously committed, got Monahan out there to Montreal, gave a, gave a first-round pick in addition to Sean Monahan to Montreal just to clear up cap space. And the, the conditions on that first-round pick are doctoral thesis-level long. I don't even know how to begin to describe <laughs> that. It is just so fucking long. Uh, I don't, it's, it's horrendous. I'm pretty sure... Um... Shout out to, I think it's S7Designs on Twitter. Hans, uh, huh. Canucks fan. Just guy made the whole conditions, just the scrolling Star Wars text, and it's just hilarious. That was incredible. <laughs> yeah, no. But, I mean, 7 mil, that's about where I thought Kadri was going to land. I think my initial prediction was like 7.5 to 9. And obviously, yeah. I would have thought 9 being an overpayment. But full no movement clause the first four years with a 13-team no trade list in the last three. Honestly, this isn't as bad as some people are making it out to be. I think with the cap going up exponentially in a few years because the league's revenue is setting records consistently uh, post-COVID, I think the seven million is going to be equivalent to what about five or four and a half million is now, and I don't think it's going to be that bad. Yeah, he's thirty-one; he'll be in his late thirties by the time it expires, but I don't think it's as bad as people are pegging it to be. I think it's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah it was 100%. pretty. It was pretty surprising to see seven uh, for seven years, but <clears throat> I think his impact on the Avs last year. You know, showed his worth. So, yeah, absolutely. It's a good time I mean, to be a free agent. That's for sure. Huh. It's John Klingberg. What did he send for again? One by seven or something? Yeah, like that? Anaheim. Yeah, Anaheim. Insane, <laughs> man. I mean, Kadri's production last year: eighty-seven points in seventy-one regular season games, and almost a point per game in sixteen playoff games. That's definitely hyperinflated. So that's why I kind of thought the uh, the contract was going to be a bit of an overpayment, even more than seven because gms love to do that shit and <laughs> i guess because there's so many teams with like a genuine cap crunch right now like it's not just vegas making bonehead moves here it's you know everyone's up against the cap and they had to give up a first round pick in monahan for for Kadri. so i mean kind of worth it in my opinion but the good we'll news for the, the good news for the flames though is that in 2025 they have both the kachuk pick from florida so they just traded away their own because right. they still have, they had two first rounders this year. So I think that they have, they like their options. They see what they've got. I mean, for me, my biggest worry with Kadri is like, he's an amazing two way forward, definitely like a grind kind of guy. Um, 
those contracts generally don't age well, especially if you play a more physical style of hockey. I mean, no we've doubt. all seen it, defensemen, forwards like Lucic and stuff. But um, like you said, if it's going up exponentially, I think like seven mils is just going to be like a drop in the bucket by the time Kadri's like 34, so three years' time. Yeah, and then yeah, I mean, I think Calgary might be pretty nasty this year. Like I was obviously all in. Like yeah, Calgary's rebuilding. They're fucking. They're screwed. Vegas on top again. The those hopes were quickly dashed. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Brad Tree Living for uh, making me relatively sad again. But I did see one tweet um, right when the Flames signed Kadri. It's like um, Brad is making up for all this while he's like, I think in another country on his birthday. Helping his daughter move to college or something like that. Yeah, and he got all this stuff done. Like, that's incredible. Like, have yourself a summer, Brad. Brad and Pierre, they're killing it. Pierre Dorian and the Ottawa Senators. Like, that's... Canada on the come up? Question mark. <laughs> hey, is it is it time? It's not. Vegas is going to win, obviously. It's, it's but... not. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about Montreal real quick. Uh, some sad news out of Carey Price's corner. Uh, still having issues with his knee. So we're thinking for sure out of the first part of the season, but might even be the whole season. Yeah. yeah, that's a tough scene over there in Montreal. Like, I you got to feel for the guy. I mean, I don't know how long he has left in his contract. I can double check that real quick. But four years at yeah. ten and a half. Four years and a half. Yeah, I mean that's that's tough. I really hope he does play again. Um, he's too good of a goaltender to go down like that. I mean, he is thirty five, which in hockey, the hockey world is is pretty pretty up there. And you know, his body's been through a lot. Um, both once, on and off the once ice. you hit the age of thirty three and thirty four, NHL GMs are going to start looking at you a little more closely and be like, if you you know the slightest bit like that's a your your um past asset it's it's sad because like how old is tom brady and this guy's still like slinging around footballs and hockey is three yeah yeah and hockey it's like if you can't do like you know the smallest thing it's like well off to the ir great career you've had it's crazy. <laughs> uh, tom brady just turned 45 this month <laughs> yeah <clears throat> it makes sense though i uh i'm like 34 and i pull the muscle in my left calf and it's like been, it's <laughs> i've been like this gnarly now for like two weeks so i can do uh, 30 sucks man don't ever yeah. turn 30 didn't you plan to, on it you, you gotta think about like what the habs gave for that one cup run with like you know weber armia um Lekinen, and of course obviously carrie price like that year they weren't even supposed to be there but they just said fuck it and they um they ran with it which is crazy yeah, I remember it fondly, and well, not not too fondly. I remember Archery Lekin and just dunking on Robin Leonard and Brendan Gallagher <laughs> having to come over and console him, like while their mid celebration series over. Like I'm like, we really lost a fucking Montreal. Like what's going on here? So still in disbelief that that happened as a Vegas fan. Uh, very unfortunate. Just got to put the puck in the net. Yeah, yeah truly. Uh, maybe maybe have your... someone other than Nick Raw be your point scorer for the whole <laughs> series. Yeah, oh, boy, it's not a good look. Uh, speaking about being in your thirties, uh, Kyle Turris decides to call it quits, retires after 14 seasons, uh, played with Phoenix, Nashville, Ottawa, Edmonton, and is now just a special advisor to the GM and a junior A team in, in back home, British Columbia. He could yeah. quit them express. Yeah, good, good for Kyle Turris. I mean, that's, you know, career earnings, estimated career earnings per cap friendly, 43 and a half million dollars. And he's 33 years old. Hey, that's not fucking bad, man. That's it's like winning the lottery, bud. Yeah, hey, exactly. yep. That's incredible. You got job, job security the second you leave the NHL. That's pretty neat. I mean, this dude was the third overall pick in 2007. 
by Arizona. I yeah. I honestly should have forgot he played for Arizona. I mean, pretty easy to forget he played, you know, 63 games when he scored eight goals like in 2008. So I, God knows what I was doing in 2008, probably playing Call of Duty as a child, not paying attention to Kyle Turris on the Phoenix Coyotes. So. Yeah, I mean, the Senators managed to um, they acquired him for fucking KHL legend David Rundblad. They oh, traded boy. him. Yeah, what a name, eh? They flipped him um, and a second round pick for Anthony Stolarz in 2012. Um, then they turned that into Matt Duchesne, which is pretty neat. And then the Avs turned Matt, the, pardon me, they turned the tourist part of the deal into Samuel Gerard, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> and Bowen Byram. Oh, the tourist and, part was naturally yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he had a bit of a more low-key career, especially like once he got traded to Nashville. Like he was never going to be the same player again. Nashville was just like not the team. But I mean, hey, it's a decent decent career anyway. Played in the show, third overall. So he came off a contract here in Ottawa at the seventeen eighteen season, and he got it looks like he got traded to Nashville during that season. Um, but he scored, you know. 50 points, 50 some odd points throughout that season, and then just signed a almost doubled his contract the next year. Signed a six year, six million dollar a year contract with the Predators that was bought out like two years later. <laughs> like, I, ooh, that's I a tough look. Forgot about that. That's a tough look. I mean, he's still he's still <sighs> getting paid for that. Uh, two million dollars a year in his bank account until 2028. So Kyle Turris yeah. is just hanging out, man. He's probably volunteering <laughs> at that junior A team. He's, he is chilling. It's Nashville's equivalent to uh, Bobby Bonilla Day or R- Mikey or Ricky DiPietro Day. <laughs> yeah, damn near, not not quite as severe because you you know you get the, the eight year cap on contracts now. Thank God, I think. Um, Hopefully, I that's a topic we should bring up on a future podcast: is players we think that would sign for greater than eight years if that rule wasn't in place. Because mm-hmm. that, the, yeah, <laughs> well, and everybody, everybody the GM Every player wants, wants that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's guaranteed so money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I would be that would be interesting for sure. But yeah, shout out to Kyle Terrace, man. Not a bad career. 776 games in the NHL is nothing to scoff at. 70 playoff games, 424 points. Like, hey man, nah, that's not bad. And if you look at the 2007 draft, it falls off pretty quickly because it goes Patrick Kane. Holy shit. James Van Riemsdyk. Nice. Kyle Terrace. Okay. Thomas Hickey, Carl Osner, Sam Gagne, Voracek, and it's just fucking, and it's like Logan Couture and Ryan McDonough, like the only like Shattenkirk, whatever, like, this draft is not Alexei that great. Alexei Sharapanov, rest in peace. Rest in Max peace. Max Pacioretty at 22, Perron at 26. It and falls then, off yeah, pretty after- quick. The second round is so bad. Like, who is Kevin Marshall? Like, that's like an NBC. I'm sorry. No offense to Kevin Marshall, but 10 PK games in NHL. Subban's just chilling there. Yeah. P.K. Subban's chilling there. Wayne Simmons is the uh, late round pick. That's interesting. There's just some gnarly ass names here. So yeah, shout out to Kyle Terrace. Not a bad career. Some pretty solid earnings there. God bless. That's nice to see guys actually call it when they want to and and not like have to play, whether with money problems or or just the the fear of like I don't know, missing out on a season or your legacy, your quote unquote legacy. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's it's, these guys go through so much. I mean, you, know, you can always give them the excuse, oh, they're athletes, they make millions of dollars playing a kid's game. But I mean, at the end of the day, like a lot of these dudes are just straight up warriors, like putting their body through a lifetime of hell. Like, if you look at somebody like Ryan Kessler, who's just like 
tore it all up throughout his career just needle 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 pain needle pain needle and just he can barely walk now <laughs> like God, that shit yeah. sucks i feel terrible for him it's like i saw so many people like praising alex kalorn last year when we played montreal in the final it was like oh alex kalorn he got like a metal rod inserted into his leg he was gonna play that game if it, they, they needed him it's like why man like i i get the hockey players with the reputations of being called warriors because like you know they play like one of the most physically demanding sports but at the same time though like i would prefer to not have like leg issues going later on into my career just because i wanted to lift a you know shiny piece of metal which is awesome yeah my head. so like when you break it down like that like yeah absolutely you kind of sound like the mlb commissioner yeah it's just a piece of metal uh yeah no but, <laughs> but at the same time though um when you think about it it's always like um what was it? It's like when Kucherov came back, everyone was like, oh, Nikita Kucherov's back to play in round one. He was never injured. I really hope people do realize that, like, when a player comes back into the playoffs, like, almost immediately off IR, y'all got to realize that these people have the IQ of a traffic cone <laughs> sometimes. Like, I, it's not even an exaggeration. Like, if you listen to some of their interviews, it's like, yeah, you know, uh, and you know, uh, you know, like it's this, and they repeat the same answers like three times got pucks deep, play our game, full 60. Like, okay, great. So, like, when, you know, I don't know, freaking when Mark Donk comes off the IR to play in game number one of round one, like Mark Donk at 60% is better than Mark Donk at no percent, you know, like. The only thing I'm aware of is that Tampa cheated. Number one bullshit. Ah, Anyways, moving on. Cheaters. Anyways. Cheaters. All right, Roland, I'm going to let you take this over with your uh, your Euro players like Pasternak. Yeah, so um, I believe it was a few days ago there was an article when Denik Sport, which is a Czech uh, sports newspaper. We can even call it a newspaper. Well, it's just where they post Czech sports. Anyway, um, there was an interview with uh, Bruins for David Pasternak and this is a rough translation and also what I've been seeing on Twitter and of my own poor Czech translation um, Pasternak Google. said yeah basically well no I speak I speak Polish I can understand Czech yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> he basically said I'm going into my ninth season and I haven't won anything yet time flies and I regret it every year so basically he's giving the um, I'm tired of losing Nathan McKinnon type vibe so um, I guess, boys, congratulations to the uh, Boston Bruins on being the 2022-23 Stanley Cup champions. I hate that. Hate that a lot. Could be. Nope. <laughs> Disagree. <Don't like> it. <laughs> hate it, but um, Pasta's entering a contract year, I believe. Then I think he'll be hitting unrestricted free agency, which is going to be a little crazy because either this guy's about to ball out of his mind and like play for a contract or just like get a deal done and just stay in Boston like everyone else has. He is not staying in Boston. I'm just going to flat out say that right now. He makes 6.666 million and he is not a 6.666 million player. Dude, such a consistent goal scorer. Dude, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I feel bad for players with contracts expiring in like the next year or two and not the year that the cap goes up like a shit ton because those players are going to get over fucking paid it's like the uh the was it the 2015 free agency where like andrew ladd milan lucic like all the like these big names got like ridiculously overpaid i feel like we're gonna gonna get another, another one of those scenarios whenever the cap is slated to go up exponentially um 
obviously David Pashnak a little bit better than the gritty forwards that were signing six million dollar deals back in 2015 or whatever it was. But the yeah. Louis Erickson six oh, by six, the brother. Kyle Kozo seven by six, the Milan Lucic seven by six, the David the, Backus five by six. The grit, the, the grit by six is basically what that free agency was. So it truly was. It's gonna be a little bit better, a little bit more skill on the on the, the block. But I mean, damn, yeah, he. <laughs> Boston cannot afford that, and I think he's going to shoot for the stars, not Dallas, yeah, but just the stars, well <laughs> the, the it, sky, right? the stars in the stars. sky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he'll stay in Boston. I, I'd like him to, honestly. I mean, it's it's very hard to see Pasta um, leaving the Bruins, especially with like Krejci and everyone coming back. But then again, these are it's an old team. They need to get yeah. the message that like. You got to stop being a boys club. It's time to rebuild, you know, let go of the past. You had your runs, you had your chances. Now it's just be better than anyone else going into the future. I'm not saying the Bruins are going to rebuild. I think they're still a wild card team, if not third seed, no, like no doubt. But it's also like, um, man, you can only push uh, the quote unquote perfection line for so long with Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasta. That value is so insane, like money wise, like with Bergeron making two point five now, Marshawn making six point one, Pasta six point six. That you're not gonna get better value than that probably ever, like ever yeah. again, like ever again. It's absolutely like absurd, you know what they're doing. Like, I love that they're trying to like buy in and give themselves one last chance. Same time though. I don't know how stable that window is. It's not. It's, it's not. It's the the hinge that needs some WD forty, and it's, the, <laughs> it's it's creaking. It's creaking in the wind. So yeah. So um, still on international news, uh, Belarus and Russia, um, they're holding hands both in Ukraine and being banned from IIHF events <laughs> for another year. Oh. Rip Bozo. Rip Bozo, I yeah. guess. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, snooze, you lose. Not really snoozing. They're actually taking a lot of action. The action I vehemently disagree with. But, yeah, uh, yeah like L, like, nothing else to say. Like, your your fault. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to suck not seeing, like, you know, Ovi, Cooch, um, a bunch of other Russians not playing at international events. But same time, though, Maybe you should not have a neo-Stalinist geriatric prick as your leader. Just, just a thought. Yeah, <laughs> bingo. I mean, yeah, we get to see him play eighty-two games, maybe this year. Uh, you know? Actually, eighty-one. He's going to serve the one-game All-Star suspension because he doesn't. Oh, go. that's right. Well, listen, we're, <laughs> we'll see Kucherov play about fifteen games, and then another like thirty in the playoffs. So, anyways, yeah, <laughs> dirty rat. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Uh, World Juniors, uh, you know, their summer tournament comes an end. Uh, MVP was named for Mason McTavish. Uh, Canada, pretty baby. much unanimous, but uh, and then Jasper Walsh is the uh, the goalie of the tournament. Uh, I didn't watch any games. You guys catch any of these? I, I caught the gold medal game, and holy shit, what a <laughs> save by Mason McTavish! Like, I'm sorry, but I think Canada just found its new defense minister after watching that save <laughs> holy shit i i think i tweeted it out on our, our twitter at dangle me this yeah. go follow and i couldn't believe that shit i was watching i was discord screen sharing with a few friends one that does watch hockey one that doesn't really watch hockey and they were both in just absolute disbelief like i thought that puck was in i thought finland was like there was like a finnish guy on the in the crease like celebrating already and i thought it was over 
and they just take it down. Ken Johnson, just fucking like, how you doing? Little, the little backhand roofer. See you later. Canada the gold pass, man. That goddamn pass. That was insane. <laughs> yeah, the momentum was on their side. That that goal line save was one of the craziest things I've probably ever seen in a game of hockey, especially with the stakes that high. And I we we fucking freaked out. We just absolutely lost it. Uh, <laughs> that was right before the really gnarly UFC fights the night too. So that was a, that was a good night for sports. That was a good night for sports. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and also while we're talking about like kind of crazy stuff, um. The thirty was was it thirty first? He was thirtieth overall. Thirtieth overall selection of this year's NHL entry draft for Brad Lambert from Finland was scratched in the final two games of Finland's run at the World Juniors, which is huh. just it's crazy. Like, can you imagine like what a Brad Lambert would help do in that lineup with his playmaking ability? So they, you know yeah. a lot more about Brad Lambert than I do, Roland, but I remember like you were pretty high on him going to Tampa even. And I've, I forgot he was in this year's draft. When I saw him go that late, I was shocked. It's like, I thought Dude, it was next year. I was like, what's happening? Lambert, Lambert <laughs> was supposed to go in like the top 15, if I'm not mistaken. Oh like this kid, God. everyone was praised. Like everyone was praising him. He had like such high potential, like upside and everything. And then it was just like, what happened? I wonder if there's some like personality conflict or something. I that's what that's what I've been hearing. Yeah, scenes, it's, yeah, it's it's what I think the same thing that happened with like Shane Wright too. Like I don't think he bombed his interviews, but like apparently scouts didn't like his work ethic and stuff like that. He doesn't utilize his teammates. So, and you know he is six one, so he's he's kind of a big dude, right? Like, but I mean, looking at his um SM Liga stats, basically the Finnish league, um, he's been a He's he's putting up decent numbers. He had um I think ten points in uh what is that forty nine games this year. I mean he's still young, eighteen year old playing against men. So I mean, yeah, that's like a professional crazy. hockey league. That's mm-hmm. like a top tier league. So I mean yeah, it's not Austin Matthews level in the Swiss league, but I mean it's 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 no, respectable to an extent. Yeah. I, but, I mean he switched Finnish teams, correct? Like he like in the middle of the season, like he got traded or like left another team. Like he's hearing a lot of reports of attitude issues just from like the general press and the media yeah. and stuff. So weird. Yeah, hundred yep. percent. But it's just still absurd to me that, like, you know, just you'd scratch the kid. Like, he could have seen what he would have done against Canada. Maybe Finland would have won gold. But as Kanye West once said, "I guess we'll never know." <laughs> <laughs> Love Kanye quotes. So good. <clears throat> um, NHL All Star in uh, in some more hockey, you know, related news uh, is actually the lowest viewed. What's ASG? All-star, all-star game, game. Uh, yeah lowest viewed all-star game out of all of them which is insane it really does surprise me because it's like how is mls ahead of us man like this is wow is mls is... ahead of us that's insane <laughs> mls is ahead of us but i didn't even know they had an all-star game either. i didn't either neither did i <laughs> which is absurd it's like i don't know the dunk it, contest it, it, stuff yeah. that's kind of cool i mean yeah. N- nba um NBA obviously has like better connections to the community, to the fan base, and all that stuff. So obviously, people are going to watch baseball. Yeah, like celebs come nuts. play and stuff. Yeah. That's kind of cool. But NFL. It's pretty so cool too. I I will say the 
for me personally, pretty much exclusively growing up, I've always been infinitely more hyped for the skills competition than the all-star game because yeah, the NHL all-star game, it's just, it's just like a fucking like, all right, breakaway. The goalie's going to do a fucking windmill. He's mic'd up. Let's ah jokes. Like it's the same thing for like 20 <laughs> years. The, the skills competition is like, there's a, like a modicum of effort and, yeah. there's, and there's no stakes. There's no stakes in the all-star game. There's like a, mil- like a million dollars for the MVP or whatever. But like, if you're there, you're making fucking bank anyways. So they're not going right, to try that right. hard. Connor McDavid makes that in like a one second appearance on a Canadian tire endorsement like it's <laughs> yeah. it's insane it, they honestly should just get rid of it there's really no point to it honestly, i know it's like yeah. for fans but nobody really cares i don't watch it i In wouldn't my, like it's no, so boring let's go ahead i was gonna say i wouldn't get rid of it in its entirety i would there needs to be something on the line like the mlb all-star game winner gets home field advantage in the world series they're playing they're they're pitching they're playing their ass off they're fielding it's like an actual event same with the home run derby too but there's no stakes uh there other than like money in a car or whatever well, it's but. also non-contact either yeah that's true you know what I'm saying? that, that, like, that is this, the biggest it's, thing yeah. it's uh you have to play below the level you usually play like it's yeah. just like, it's a boring pickup no check game yeah you remember that when time you can that... check but you don't you remember <laughs> you know? when john scott like f- fought Patrick Kane at the Nashville All Star game. That's probably the best All Star game I've ever seen in my, in, in my life. Far, just because like the storyline was like you know the commissioner like the league didn't want him there and they sent him down to the AHL so he couldn't play and they basically just said fuck you he's playing like the players that were there rallied for him. Their Patrick Kane was just, or not not they fought Patrick Pat- Kane. Patrick, but... <laughs> Patrick Kane was having the time of his life. With John yeah, it was, yeah, it was hilarious. I think they were teammates at one point if I remember correctly. Oh um, uh, no, I don't think they were. I don't think Scott played on the Blackhawks. He he, he played for a few teams. Let's here let's cap friendly let's let's john, john scott. scott john scott uh no you're right he did play for wow. the Hawks at one point wow 200 iq fucking brain there got about what That's 70 insane. games there two points respectable yeah. um yeah john scott absolute yeah. legend also has his own podcast i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah uh shout out to john scott but i mean what a g we've been doing the divisional format now for the last i think six almost about to be seven years now at least yeah the first time it happened was amazingly we were talking about it the john scop um all-star in nashville um yeah like i i just genuinely don't know how to feel like divisions don't get me wrong it's fun but at that point it's like you see what the nba is doing like no one's playing like oh we're gonna do like divisional like matchups or everything like no give me like Give me Le- Team LeBron versus Team Steph. Give me Team Sid versus Team Ovi. Just to have fun with it, you know. I like, I I think they should do something similar to that. I remember in the late '90s, early 2000s, they did a Team North America versus Team World. Versus World, yes. And that that was at least something interesting, especially for the skills competition too. Like something like that would be really cool. Um, I don't, I don't yeah, think it, they have. Oh no, you. Yeah, you're talking something else. I was thinking of when NHL played like KHL and they were worried these dudes were going to turn try and hurt. Oh no, no, no! Oh no. yeah, there was. Yeah, that's something different. There, yeah, that's uh, something different entirely. That was a um, that was an international event. I just forget what it was, but yeah. um, I mean, we've had East versus West, and that was fun. We had East versus West for oh three, oh four, oh seven, eight, and nine. And then we had three years of team captains before the NHL went to um, divisional format for three on three. Like, yeah, three on three opens up the ice, but I wouldn't be opposed to like, 
what if we just had a three on three, like just 20 minute game or whatever? Um, not just maybe even a full length game, just team captains. If, you know, like, I don't know. The, the, there, there's got to be something they can do to spice it up. I mean, uh, just off the top like of my 10 head. 10 v 10. Yeah. Like, yeah. like themes <laughs> or, or a different gimmick every year. Like, uh, oh, this year the all-star game's in Detroit and it's the city slogan. It's Detroit versus everybody. It's, it's everybody. the all-stars versus yeah. the Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine fucking Steven Stamkos getting a seven to zero? Yeah, <laughs> and that's just the first minute of the game. Yeah, brutal. That'd be yeah, hilarious. I mean, captains. captains I think they do fun. enough. They do enough cool stuff like the outdoor events and whatever. Where <clears throat> I guess you just either keep the All Star game boring as way it is, or I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't. I haven't thought about it long enough. But I feel. I feel like the there's no good is... answer. They don't. They don't market it enough. Not even at the all. games. Not at fucking all. all. But it's just Literally, not fun. Yeah. It's just like the NFL Pro Bowl. Nobody really watches that because yeah. it's just just boring. Nobody wants to hurt each other. Nobody wants to get hurt halfway through the yeah. damn season. So it, the contact uh, nature of both sports is what's contributing to a relatively boring All Star game. That's why, like, you know, people like those, like the the quarterback throwing it through the fucking like hoops or whatever. People love yeah, that shit way more. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it's bummer. We were literally about to follow up about it, but it's like um, I asked the question: Should the NHL play more international games during preseason, or like you know maybe join like the European teams and doing like a Champions Hockey League style? Because that's what they do over there. Like imagine um, top two, maybe even top four teams from uh, North America or whatever just get thrown into a pool in Europe or whatever, and you know I think it grows the game. Like maybe instead of an All Star game or something, like do two weeks of world cup none of fuck words are hard do some champions league hockey during the all-star <laughs> break or whatever and then um yeah just have more stuff going on i'd say maybe it spreads viewership a little but like if it, it puts more eyes on hockey especially in europe like you bring the nhl into a champions league it would be pretty cool yeah so, for sure i mean 99 percent of these these guys are playing anyways and in, in some yeah. sort of league i know there's a there's like an elite something some Eastern Elite League in in Michigan here. Hmm. Uh, a lot of the guys play in. I can't remember the name, but I'll look it up for for the next podcast. But I know a lot of uh, uh, pro players, whether it's NHL or AHL or whatever, come play in one of the Detroit markets. They have that Minnesota's called the Beauty League every year, so it's yeah. like the, like the equivalent of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean. I, so I'm all for more international games during the preseason. I think varied locations like a London or, a, you know, Sweden, like wherever, like any country, really. Um, that's cool. I don't think a Champions Hockey League integration or even like a type integration with the NHL teams would be that good of an idea. I think owners wouldn't be as keen on that. And so maybe some even some players like they're like, look, fuck that. I want my summer. Like, I can see my family all year. Like type shit. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like additional high tier play other than the 82 games plus playoffs would be potentially detrimental to some teams and players. I don't think yeah, everyone would kind of yeah. vibe with that. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool, but yeah, I think you're right. I mean, because you're getting hurt left and right, you know, on silly stuff or, you know, you blow an Achilles or, or blow a knee out and you're out for the entire season. There goes all that, that money. And I'm guaranteeing you that every NHL team would have, these dudes signing contracts that said they can't play in any other, <laughs> any yeah. other fucking league. Yeah. I mean, just listen, add a, few, that, add a so. few extra preseason games. 
that's you can play some like younger kids you can do some nfl style round of cuts type thing sure, uh yeah. gets ptos and, like listen let uh let derek step on on a pto fucking play in uh china for a game like that'd be cool sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think if you're looking for more viewership like get more of the road to the winter classics or the uh the amazon prime like the behind the scenes for the toronto maple leafs and so good so i love watching those more than anything love yeah those. the um the all and nothing thing for the maple leafs yeah <laughs> just do it like hyped up for, for beginning of the season i mean i'm watching the i'm watching the uh, hard knocks for the lions and that's super like you like you cannot fucking wait for football to start watching i'm this. so like, excited i'm so excited i've never been and they should football. do that. i mean they should have that for hockey too it's same shit same exact shit some teams and you do get to like know a very players and and stuff like that. It's, so it's cool. Yeah, some teams have that like a very low key format. Like the Bruins have like behind the B or whatever, and like Penguins have one. But uh, Red Wings are starting to do it a little more, which is great. But I wish more teams did the documentary style filmmaking. I yeah. know ESPN Plus this year had the Quest for the Stanley Cup that's narrated by Liam Schreiber, or whatever his name is, like the the, the actor, yeah. the god tier narrator. Um, that I just finished watching that series, and it was of the most recent playoffs, and it was incredible, uncensored. Really nice. I'll have to watch that. Yeah, yeah super recommend. It's on ESPN Plus. Uh, I think six or seven episodes, but it's great. Nice. It's just behind the scenes, like, hey, this is Steven. I'm Steven Sam because this is my house. Like, I love winning Stanley Cups. It's really cool here. Oh, I didn't win. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I have two. That's fine. <laughs> Good shit. Yeah. Um. All right, fellas. Let's wrap this episode up with uh, some some quick speed round NHL award predictions. We're doing it early, but we're doing Might it quick. As well. yeah. <laughs> all right. So the first one is going to be the Art Ross for uh, the for, for the most points. Thoughts on that, Roland? Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, that's unanimous. Yeah. Oh, that's the show. How many how many years in a row has he already won it? <sighs> I don't. Not even in a row. I think. Um, Actually, fuck McDavid. McDavid. We'll, we'll say Eichel. I'm gonna say. Eichel. Yeah, I'm switching to Eichel. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're changing it up. Um, fuck it. Let's see what a healthy Kucherov can do again. Nah, nah, nah. Cheater. nah. <coughs> Cheater. Well, All right. How about uh, for uh, for the Norris Trophy, best D man league? If I'm being realistic, it could just be Victor Hedman again. It's a pretty safe bet. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, how old is Victor Hedman? Let's let's look at that Hedman, real quick. I think he's um, 31. Oh, yeah, he could win it again yeah. easily. He's chilling. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll say, say Mort Sider. Previous caller, caller winner. Sider Sider's a sleeper pick, hundred percent. Um, hate to go against Victor, but I'm genuinely gonna go either Adam Fox or Kill McCarr. Oh, Kale McCarr, actually, fuck. That's I'm changing. I'm changing to Kale McCarr officially. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, Damn wow. Yeah. Yikes! Didn't even think about that. Yeah, mm. good one. That one. Uh, Roger Richard for most goals. Matthews, easy. Yeah, that one's easy. I think Matthews, Matthews is the one for sure. I want. Who do I want? Larkin. Oh. No, not Larkin. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. You want Larkin off? I your want team. Larkin to win. <laughs> Thirty goals. He wins the trophy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say McKinnon. I'd like to see McKinnon win that. Well, McKinnon's a good choice. I think he's more of a playmaker. Maybe Rantanen can do it, but who knows? Um, I gotta go either... The heart says Ovi, but the brain says Matthews. Matthews is just probably the best shooter in the league. Oh, hands down. Yeah, hands down. All right, how about the heart trophy with the league MVP? That's a, I didn't give much thought to this one, to be honest with you. Uh, His previous winner was... Matthews. Matthews. Yeah, 
I'm just gonna have to cop out and say McDavid. I'm just, it's just listen. This is it's a free pick. Like if I'm putting money down on that, I feel pretty safe with that bet. I'm gonna have to go. Um, I'll go McDavid, but again, would love to see what a healthy Kucherov can do. I think it's gonna be a goalie this year. You think? I mean, Shesterkin was Igor. nominated, yeah, this yeah. year. So that was. I think it's going to be goalie. Goalie hasn't won in since uh, Carey Price, fourteen, fifteen. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Actually, I'm going to go goalie Broder's this year. I don't know who. I don't know who, but I'm going to guess goalie. I have a feeling it's Igor. When's I think Tampa's Igor? a little too washed to uh, help Vasilevsky. But Sergey won one in ninety three, ninety four. That was the last Red Wing. Yeah. Go. Retired ninety one. Retire ninety one, uh, Calder Trophy. Wait, did we did we say Vesna? I don't think we said Vesna. Oh, we didn't oh, yeah, we know. I'm going Igor Vasilevsky, one of the two. It's got to be either Shisterkin or something. In my bones is telling me Jacob Markstrom because the Flames are just riding a high. It's like oh, it's like they're just like, I don't know. Like team chemistry might not be there necessarily. All the new additions, but I feel like they're just like yeah, this this team's fucking sick. Confidence can go a long way, especially in that pretty mid Pacific division. So yep, are the Flames nasty? We'll we'll see. Soon. TBD, TBD. Calder, Rookie of the Year. Hmm. I want to go Mason McTavish. He's probably making the team out of camp. The, there was a video of him. Um, I think it was in the Memorial Cup or something like that. His team lost. He was the only player on the ice, and he was literally like staring like the opposite team down as they were like celebrating on the blue line. That guy, My... he's seen some shit, and he he is. <laughs> He's he's gonna do some shit, man. He looks like a grizzled vet already. I saw someone say, but he he could even be eligible to play the World Juniors next year, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, rookie of the year, my for some reason my heart and kind of my brain's telling me Owen Power on Buffalo. I just feel like I don't know. I feel like I say this every, like fucking all the time. It's like oh they're they're due to I'll be on the come up this year, but they'll just start the season out with ten wins and then they'll lose every other game. So it's like <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll I'll just say Owen Power. That's a pretty that's pretty alright guess. Power's a good pick. Yeah, that's solid. I'm gonna take a flinger and uh, say Simon Edmondson with the wings. But oh, I wish back I to wish. back back oh, to back. Man. Calder's coming to Detroit. That'd be wild. I know he wasn't very happy with his World Juniors performance, but that's also just kids putting a lot of pressure on themselves in a, in a sure, yeah. timed event. So, um, Selkie trophy. Last but not least, yeah, how about the Selkie, fellas? I mean, come on. Like, are, we really got to think about this one? It's obviously Mark Stone. A healthy Mark mm. Stone. Post-surgery Mark Stone. So, Bergeron won last. He won yeah. last year. Healthy Stone, healthy Eichel. Stone taking it all the way. Would really love to say Barkov, but Stone is also 100% up there. We just cannot be sleeping on my captain, Mark Stone. I'm, I'll be a homer all day. I don't give a fuck. I love that man. Yeah. Chris Draper won in 03, 05, 04. Yeah. Just a, what a legend. Like, traded for a dollar. Like, that took won three years in a row. Goat. Actually, the goat. Retire 13. Yeah. Retire 13, retire 91. Love it. So. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts here, fellas? Nothing much. I mean, you know, we're ramping no. up daily towards hockey season. You know, we're going to start pumping out more content. Obviously got the pod flowing. It's uh, it's going pretty well. So thank you guys for listening. I got some great feedback from a lot of people uh, on Twitter as well. So thank you guys for that. 
But yeah, other than that, thanks for listening, boys. Absolutely. Thank you all for stopping by, showing love, and um, be sure to catch the next episode coming soon.